0: Good morning, Whites Ferry Road. We want to welcome everybody today, and if you're visiting with us, especially glad that you are with us today. Uh, We will have some announcements that are rolling. Today is Back to School Sunday, and we'll be talking more about that as our service goes along. And Parker Allen is making their way, the Allens are making their way down with Parker, so if our elders would come on down, we're going to start our day with a baby blessing today.
1: It's always great to be able to bless a baby. You know, and the baby's uh, being the future of this church and future of Christianity. And we're so proud that you brought him up so we could bless him. Uh, Kelly and Chad, there's some things that we want to talk about first before we give him a blessing. The challenge is to you and uh, how you raise this baby. you got to understand that this little boy is God's baby. And he gave him to you to raise for him. There's a scripture that I like to read that uh, reminds me of my kids and raising them, and it's Proverbs 22, 6, says, "Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it." And on behalf of the elders in this church, we'd like to present uh, Parker with the new little New Testament, and also I left that scripture on there for you uh, to remind you. And uh, so now let's 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 bless him. Father, we just want to tell you that we love you, and we thank for opportunities like this that we can bring a family before you, uh, and ask you to uh, bless them as they raise this baby for you, and we pray for little Parker that he'll grow up to be a great warrior for you, and to always love you and always follow you, and to bring many, many to you. We love you so much, Father. And thank you for this family. It's through him we pray. Amen. And blessings be upon.
2: As we're worshiping, and especially when we get to that great, powerful song at the end, feel the presence of the Lord, because He's here when we're lifting up praises to Him.
3: Let's pray. God, we come to you now asking your forgiveness of our sins, that we may take this bread and cup with a clean heart. I pray, God, that we do not become a creature of habit, and, Lord, that we do not take this time for granted. This is an intimate time to share with you. I ask that you bless this bread and those who receive it, and that we may do so in remembrance of the body of your Son, Jesus Christ. with me. God, as we continue this prayer of communion, I cannot thank you enough for the sacrifice that was made on Calvary's cross, so that my sins may be forgiven. I ask that you bless this cup and those who receive it, and that we may do so in remembrance of the blood that was shed for our sins. In Jesus' name, amen. bow with me please god thank you for all the blessings that you have bestowed upon us thank you for this church and this church leadership i ask that each person give with a good heart and that this offering is used to expand your kingdom here on earth god will give you the praise honor and glory in jesus name amen
0: like to would like to ask our elders to come on down if they would start making their way this way Uh, this is uh, I guess in our country a rite of passage uh, every year whenever our kids go back to school for some it's a a scary time uh, for those of you who will be dropping your kids off this week and their backpack goes from their neck all the way to the back of their knees uh, if they're going to kindergarten and have a big boy big girl backpack or if they're going to scary middle school for the first time, or scary high school, or scary university. Whatever that is, there some, there's always, no matter if you're familiar with it or not, there's always this little minute, moment of, of fear on your part as a parent and their part as a student. And and also, uh, and having now been uh, for a few years, was on, on the other side of the podium of the desk as a teacher, there's definitely a fear there too. <laughs> Uh, even though if you've been doing it for many years, you get a little nervous. But there, if you are, uh, we want to honor some folks this morning and recognize them. Uh, if you are um, a parent that has a kid going to school this year from whatever age to whatever age, would you stand? Just go ahead and stand on up, stay standing for a second. And uh, we're gonna have a quick prayer for y'all. Let's see. give it up for our parents there y'all stay standing i'm going to say a quick prayer for you guys um and and uh as as you send your kids off to school father we thank you so much for uh what it is to be educated and be able to go uh whether it be uh around the table at home or whether it be a homeschool co-op or whether it be a public or a private school classroom i pray for these parents as they guide and as they educate uh their children not only just in the in, in arithmetic, and writing, and English, in all those subjects, but also in their education of you as, as our Lord and Savior. Uh, be with them as they establish routines. Be with them as they uh, guide through homework and the battles that sometimes that are there uh, with school. And I pray for, for peace, and I pray for a great year for all of our families as we head into the school year. Thank you so much. It's through Jesus we offer this. Amen. All right, parents, y'all have a seat. Uh, some of you may get to stand again. If you're a teacher, uh, stand on up. Stand on up. Uh, we thank you. you stay standing. Stay standing. Alan's going to offer up a prayer for you here in a second. But we appreciate you, and we honor and bless you. Um, no matter what, uh, it's goes on and what they're trying to figure out in the legislature and, and and everything you're the one that has to go in there every day and and teach and give it your all and we appreciate you and love you for that so if you're near a teacher put a hand on them
4: alan's going to offer a prayer blessing for them let's pray father is as, uh, as we honor our teachers here locally uh, i'm just so grateful and thankful for the job they do every single day uh, to get up every morning uh, to prepare every week Uh, for molding and shaping minds uh, for being a godly influence Uh, I pray that you bless each and every teacher uh, and their family certainly father they don't do it for the money Uh, we know that Uh, and yet they do it because their hearts uh, are there to train young people And so I'm very grateful for that and the sacrifice they make that they could be doing something else father and probably no other time in our history is it more important to have godly men and women in classrooms we know the evil one is trying to totally dominate and take over all of our education systems to teach things that are not true and right and holy and in sync with you. So I pray not just for the teachers standing in this room today but all around not only our parish and state but this whole country that you will bless them Father with strength and fortitude to be courageous and to be a Christian and godly example to their students. Bless them Father. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen as is our
0: tradition for many, many years, as far as I can remember. In fact, standing in the back right there, I wanna recognize several of our our folks that are in our children's ministry. Uh, These looks like our Bible Hour workers, is that correct? Yes. And uh, so thank you so much. And thank you for, if you teach in our education department here, Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we need more of you to do so. That would be awesome. As has been our tradition for many, many years, we'd like to ask all of our children who will be starting school or have started school this week to come on down and fill the stage here around our elders. We also want to ask our college students to come on down as well. Come on down. You get to see how large the kingdom really is when you do this. As has been said before, this congregation took the verse in Genesis, would go forth and multiply. We took it very seriously, and that's good. So y'all come on in, scoot around, don't let anybody follow the baptistry. Mike's going to uh, offer a prayer, but I want to challenge you guys. Y'all hear me? Everybody look right here. I want to challenge you guys going to school, whether it be the youngest or the oldest, you be kind, you be compassionate, you love other people as God loves all of us, and let your light shine, no matter how little, no matter how big, how young, how old, as you go into those halls and your classrooms. You touch those who no one else wants to touch. You touch and play and befriend those that no one else wants to, and you be Jesus this year. Mike, go ahead and pray for us.
2: Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for uh, all of our families here at WFR thankful for father for each child that's here today please bless them with a great school year uh, bless them father as they learn uh, from the school from their families help them father to be uh, to be good uh, obedient respectful children father we uh, we need so much in our nation to restore respect and to restore the value of learning and so I, we want to pray an extra blessing father For all of these children here and for those that work with them throughout the year. Thank you for having them in our church family. Thank you, Father, for the great things that they'll do in the future as they are taught to follow you. In
0: Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Everything is available today. King's Playground, Bible Hour, and Explorers. Nurseries are open, so y'all... In some decent and orderly fashion, make your way that way. Let's give them a couple of minutes to get up the aisles and where they're supposed to be, and then we'll meet and greet for a few minutes.
2: to those that are uh, watching live stream uh, on the computer, internet, wherever you are. I know some of you are now saying, you mean I could have stayed home and watched this? <laughs> Don't you dare. Uh, matter of fact, just to remind you, I know it's kind of crowded today and uh, 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 crowded in our parking out there and everything, so uh, uh, September 7th we'll be going to two services and we'll be uh, looking for you to uh, worship in one, serve in the other. And uh, we'll we'll fill both those times full, and it'll be a great time for us. Uh, turn to the book of Jonah. That's where we've been in this series. Uh, Jonah, chapter three today. You know, in Jonah chapter one, he runs from God. And some of you know what that's like, right? You've you've run from God before, and we try to hide and all those kinds of things, and it doesn't work too well. Well, then uh, God, you know, uh, uh, he just has a plan for old Jonah. Jonah doesn't like it too much. He doesn't like the what God has told him to go do. Uh, sometimes I'm looking around reading in the Bible, and I see that God tells me something, I don't really like to do that, you know? And it's hard. And yet, uh, that he's challenged, and so he has this three-day uh, correspondence course in how to obey God in the belly of a whale. And so uh, after he gets that, and he goes through his prayer in chapter 2, then he comes out here in chapter 3, and now he's going to get ready to... Uh, go on whatever god 's called him to do, and so that 's kind of uh, it's kind of where we are uh, are today is in Jonah chapter three you know jonah finds he runs from God in one he finds God in two three he 's following God. now well, let me tell you a lot of people find God, but a lot of people find God and don 't follow God. I mean there are churches in the United States full of unconverted believers. There's a lot of people practicing religion today. A lot of folks gathered up and say, I believe, but when you look at their following or their discipleship or their becoming like Jesus, it's not there. They'll go and walk into a church and claim to follow God and be living with somebody. They'll go and walk into a church and claim to be religious and go out and be drunk or be immoral. They'll claim to follow God. Man, I can't get to preaching this quick in the sermon. I'll be done before I know it, huh? So, uh, uh, but look, there's a difference between finding God and following God. Well, when you follow God, it means, first of all, that you have to obey in spite of your feelings. Look in Jonah chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. I love God giving us second opportunities, don't you? Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it a message I give you. And Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord. And he went to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a very important city. A visit required three days. He obeyed in spite of his feelings. If you wait on your feelings, you'll never follow God. Our feeling, our natural feelings tend to always lean the opposite way of God. So, said, Mike, really? Is that true? Yeah, I'll tell you. It's just like this. You take a bunch of those kids, if you take a bunch of four year olds and you put them down here, and you throw a, a sack of candy, just dump it right out there on the floor and watch them, one of them will say, You go first. No, you go first. Is that what happens? They only get one. Okay. No, they don't do that. They grab what? All they can get. I mean, it's just by nature that selfishness comes upon us. And it doesn't change when they go from four to 14. I'm telling you, right? And that's the way we are. But we have to obey God in spite of our feelings. Now, sometimes I think we say that real quick about old Jonah, and we kind of just let him off the hook, so to speak. Come on. It's almost a Trent joke. Not quite, but it's, it's, you know, it's right there. Think about this. Jonah, called by God. Who's his people? Israel. Nineveh, those folks are the Assyrians. Do you know what they have been doing to God's people? Do you know the tragedy that they've brought upon God's people? Do you know the abuse that they've inflicted upon Israel? Do you know the violence and the evil that they have done toward God's people? And now all of a sudden Jonah says, You want me to go preach a message of salvation to save those who have mistreated my people? You don't think that's difficult for Jonah? How hard would it be for God to call you to give a message to the one that abused your child? How would it be for God to call you to give a message of the gospel to someone who had raped your wife, someone who had kidnapped your child? All of a sudden now it gets heavy, doesn't it? Because this thing of giving, obeying God, we cannot take on it without without battling our feelings or we'll never do the job. It's a difficult thing. Jonah's running was not just an easy, flippant thing that he did. Look, he understood. I've, I'm, you want me to take a message like that to people who have u- abused my people? You know, it's kind of like in families, You know, me and my brothers, we could fight You know, among ourselves, that's okay. But now if somebody else is going to fight one of us, then we're all on board against them, right? And so all of a sudden, Jonah gets this great commission to go proclaim a message to his nation's enemies. And that's the challenge before him. And yet, as God brought him along this road of repentance, he decides he can do this. Who would it be? That would be hard for you to teach and reach out to because that's the difficulty Jonah's facing. Now in order to go do that that means you have to let go of some things. Oh Henry Dempsey and a buddy of his were flying their small little plane from Maine to Boston and Henry hears a noise in the back of the plane and it's a small he goes back there and the doors not shut good and he hits an air pocket while he's trying to fix it and it just sucks him right out of the plane. His co-pilot sees and he starts radio you know uh, for help you know mayday mayday you know the pilot's been thrown out of the plane he lands the thing and when they when they go together around the plane Henry Dempsey has grabbed hold of the ladder that was on the side and he is hanging on for a dear life and he was alive and they said it took several minutes to pry his fingers off the ladder. I would think so when you have hold on that tight. Some of us have taken grudges and we've grabbed it like that ladder and we won't let it go. Some of us have religious tradition and we hold on to it like it's gospel when it's not gospel. And we won't let it go. Some of us have held on to hatred and to prejudices that ha- or things that have happened to our family. We hold on to them. Like they're important, we won't let them go. I'm telling you, we cannot take the gospel to people that we have problems with if we don't let go those things that are barriers in our way. We not only have to obey in spite of our feelings, we have to realize that repenting changes us inside out. Jonah 3, verse 4 On the first day Jonah started into the city, proclaiming, proclaimed 40 more days and Nineveh will be overturned. The Ninevites believed God. They declared a fast and all of them from the greatest to the least put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth and sat down in the dust. Then he issued a proclamation to Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let any man or beast, herd or flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink but let man and beast be covered from with sackcloth let everyone call urgently on God let them give up their evil ways and their violence who knows God may yet relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish Repentance is something that turns us inside out Now there's always outside signs that it's happened But it's something that takes place on the inside it's that godly sorrow that hits our heart because we want to turn to God and you know that takes uh, that takes some humility doesn't it Uh, and that's not something that doesn't come real natural to most of us there was a former baseball player and sportscaster named Ralph uh, Kiner, and he tells the, the story of when he played baseball he played for Pittsburgh not my favorite team I'm a Cardinal fan but he played for Pittsburgh he had 37 home runs that year and led the led the uh, league there and so he goes into the uh, coach uh, uh, Branch Rickey was his name he goes into him and he says uh, I want a raise for this next year I'll hit all these home runs I've led the league he says a raise said yeah I need a raise branch said what place did we finish He said last he said we can finish last without you hmm you know a little humility sometimes we're thinking a lot better about ourselves than we should right a little bit higher than we should now think about this what happened Jonah preaches the people from the least to the greatest, they're all hearing the news and they're starting to repent and sackcloth and ashes and they're believing God. The king sees and hears it, then he gets on board. Now think about that. Because a lot of us sit around and say, you know what, I'll tell you what, if we just had a president of this country that would go toward God, everything would change. Or if we could just have a governor of our state that did this for God, things would change. If we had a mayor of our city that do this, things would change. We think putting the right guy in the right political position make change things change. Look, revival always starts with the man in the pew going out to the people on the streets. That's where revival starts. It doesn't start in government. It doesn't start with national leaders. It starts with you and me taking a gospel to people we might not even want to take it to. Their hearts being touched, them in our own humility, changes their lives. And then people take notice from other places and can help make things happen and get on board. That's how it takes place. So the message for me and the message for you is that we are the ones that have to go out here with a message to people we may not even like in spite of our feelings, share the good news of Jesus, and watch them in their humility repent and turn to God, and then all of a sudden revival can break out. And boy, I would love to see revival break out again, wouldn't you? Mm, That's how it happens. Revival starts From the bottom up. Well, the next thing we see in this text, verse 10, we see that compassion ends up being God's response to the people's repentance. Look in verse 10. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he had compassion and did not bring upon them the destruction he had threatened. Now, Trent will cover it next week, so I don't want to steal all your thunder, Trent, but Jonah's not real happy about the compassion and mercy that God shows. Now look, that's, that's part of that human nature. We're like that, aren't we? Aren't there people that have done you wrong, and even though you might encourage them to get right with God, that when, when a church forgives them or when God forgives them, it's hard for you to get on board because really you don't think they've suffered long enough. Right? You think that they're... Ne- Remember we watch people walk down the aisle, and they'll, they'll repent, and they've had a problem, habit habit time and time again, and we'll sit back in our pews and say, they don't mean that, I've seen that before. Am I the only one that have done that or you want to fast your sin too? Okay? Sure. We make those decisions about people's hearts. Now, you don't think Jonah was sitting back and saying, God, why did you save them? They hadn't suffered enough for all the injustices they, that they, they did. And we're like that many times. But look, when we want compassion to be shown, we want to get grace. We're great grace receivers. We're just sorry grace givers. And that's something we've got to get better at. We've got to learn to give grace and give compassion and, look, God gave compassion and turned his anger away. And we have to learn to be like God. We have to show compassion and turn our anger away and get rid of the bitterness that exists in some relationship or somebody that's done me wrong and, and turn to God. And if God can give him compassion, surely we can too. After all, he saved me and I didn't deserve it. So I might as well get on board and learn to be a good grace giver because I sure do want to take grace when offered to me. What about you? God is offering you grace through the story of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I don't care what you've done, there's not a sin that is more powerful than the blood of Christ. The old song is still true. There is power, power, power in the, blood. in the blood. And that's what you get to get in on when you say, Jesus, you're going to be the Lord of my life. And when you walk in that baptistry and reenact the death, burial, and resurrection, his story becomes your story. And you become brand new, saved by grace with a message to share with others. That's what you have an opportunity to do today. Or maybe some of us have have been like Jonah. We've run from something God's called us to do and it's time just to go ahead and repent ourselves and get on board with how God wants me to live in spite of my feelings and be a good grace taker as well as a grace receiver you have a need today that's what we're offering at the invitation come while together we stand and sing
5: Heaven said, a voice from heaven said to them. Listen to him, listen to him, oh, 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 oh. listen to him, listen to him. Moses and Elijah, yes. talking there with Jesus, a cloud and battle them, terrified. terrified. The disciples faced down to the ground, looked
6: up and the only one they found was Jesus,
5: glorified. We This is my son. My love. This is my son. My love. With him I am well pleased. With him, him I am well, well pleased. Please. I am listen well pleased. Listen to him. Please. You gotta listen to him. Listen to him. Him. Listen to him, listen to him. You. the field.
6: Thank you. I just want to thank you for coming, for coming to my rescue. You come, you come to my rescue. rescue, you come to my rescue. Make it show
5: With every breath Gonna let you know
6: we Shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Restless
5: folks live restless lives, but the Father hears their cries. He can give the see. sorrow they see came to mm-hmm. empathize mm-hmm. more than you can realize offering the mm-hmm. life that is real mm-hmm. since he came to give us mm-hmm. there's been nothing like this mm-hmm. I'm complete with it is life. Mm-hmm. such a source of healing mm-hmm. simple truth revealing mm-hmm. there's no other feeling like
1: And uh, become a member of this church. And uh, just, uh, she's come a long way in a short time. And we're really proud of her. Who's going to be the Lord of your life from this day forward? And is crystal, she also wants to obey the gospel this morning. Who's gonna be the Lord of your life from this day forward?
7: Jesus Christ. I'm gonna yeah.
1: baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You gotta you gotta be slick to uh, Get around gospel shares. Oh, David, he called up here, talked to Lou Ann. Lou Ann said, look, i just emailed you the gospel. We'll get it started. So uh, he got the gospel, came out here, went fishing with us, and uh, actually stayed up late studying. And uh, he wants to make uh, Jesus Christ Lord of his life. He's from Houston. And uh, so, David, I'm going to ask you now in front of your forever family.